Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor at FightfulWrestling.com. It is July 2nd. If you're watching this, uh, maybe, maybe delayed, whatever. Happy Canada Day. Happy Independence Day. Lots of stuff going on this week from New Japan G1 Dallas to Impact Slammiversary, UFC 239. We got coverage for it all, but tonight we are covering SmackDown Live, and we are joined by a somewhat new face. You all saw him at Super Showdown. I don't know what kind of sunglass gimmick he's working right here. Andrew Thompson. What's up, Sean Rollsap? How you feeling? And, and now you're throwing it away. You <laughs> now people are going to go, what, what was he talking about? What was he talking about? Uh, you guys know Andrew. He's interviewed. God, who hasn't he interviewed at this point? Jungle Boy, TJP, Jimmy Havoc, kind of. Uh, that one went well. Uh, <laughs> who else? Like, gosh, Nick Gage. You befriended Nick Gage. I'm Andrew Gage. introduced me to Nick Gage. And as he approached Nick Gage, he goes, there's my dude, Andrew. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is something. Uh, but Andrew's joining us tonight. Make sure you guys follow him at ad thompson underscore underscore andrew it's 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 a new era so to speak in wwe eric bischoff was definitely not back tonight buddy because it felt like the same <laughs> <laughs> it, felt like, it felt like the same thing it was last week i mean hey, hold on now kofi kingston flipped a man off oh yeah, oh yeah okay point taken point taken. we got we got that so uh reminder guys leave a thumbs up on this video subscribe uh our third birthday is this week Ooh. We're going to talk all about it on the Listen You Boy this Wednesday, presumably live. But if you want uh, your question read on the air, or you want your statement read on the air, donate a Super Chat, and uh, you'll get that read. But you can ask as many questions as you want if you subscribe to Fightful Select. Enough of the plugs right now. Let's go ahead and talk about this show. Kevin Owens comes out, and he's reading cue cards for the, the KO show, the Kevin Owens show. Uh He's pretending that he doesn't know the Undertaker's nickname. This, this entire segment, Andrew, felt like we were just primed for a Kevin Owens face turn. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, K- Kevin Owens does this thing where, like, okay, so if he, uh, like, when he was reading Shane McMahon's cue card, he was, like, the best, and then he had to flip it. It was, like, well, in the world, yeah, Kevin Owens. I love like, it. I love him not knowing anybody's nickname off the top of his head, or at least pretending. Uh, Drew and Shane come out, and I gotta say, I, I've had enough of Shane's like extra entrances and all that. Greg Hamilton was phenomenal here, Andrew. 
Yeah, Greg Hamilton blows Mike Rome out of the water. I like <laughs> I, I I know Mike Rome's like a little bit embarrassed, like in like on the on the inside. Like I know he's really embarrassed that Greg Hamilton just outdoes him like that. Greg's got those pipes, and that's a Bluetooth segue right there. But <laughs> I'm not going there. Shane McMahon says he's not afraid of the Undertaker. And now their match is going to be no holds barred. Does this do anything for you, Andrew? Does the, the stipulation change from just a tag match to no holds barred change anything? Man, I'm really looking forward to the Undertaker taking that uh, elbow off the you know, Shane fly off the top rope. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm pretty sure he's going to move out the way. Undertaker ain't taking that. No, no way he takes that. Now, here's the thing. It's no hold barred, so there are no moves that are barred. But do you think they'll still enforce tags? Definitely. They, and, I, I think they will. And that's the thing. They'll try to make it seem like they have to enforce tags. But there are no holds barred. They can do any moves they want. But if they tag in and or tag out and stay in too long, is that a DQ? They need to they need Corey Graves on WWE.com to distinguish the difference here, Andrew. Definitely. And then the last thing we need is Drew McIntyre talking about people getting complacent in the ring. That's the last thing we need. He does that every interview. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's I don't like that. That that ain't my jam. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler comes out as things get heated. Why do things get heated? Well, because Kevin Owens goes off of Shane McMahon's little script that he has, Andrew. He, you can tell that Shane isn't happy. He wants Kevin to follow his protocol, all that stuff. And you really do see it. I mean, like I said, so much of this show was setting up a KO face turn. And it seemed like we got it at the end of the night, which we'll get to. But Dolph Ziggler comes out, and Kevin Owens really lets Dolph Ziggler have it. Uh, I, I'm going to find the direct quote, but this was an oh shit moment to me just because I, I love that he went there, Andrew. Kevin Owens definitely said what we all have been saying for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Your turn was eight years ago. It happened where it sort of happened. And yeah. now it's not happening. And it's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have to quote it. That was exactly what he said. And then he said, so get over it. And the crowd went bananas. Yes. It popped. was perfect. And then, of course, Dolph Ziggler went to the fat joke. And that, I mean. Yeah. That, so, yeah. so Ziggler said. The only thing you could beat me at is a hot dog eating contest. And Kevin Owens goes, well, you know what? If there was one, I'd beat you at that. Because you don't win at that. You don't win at wrestling matches. You don't win at anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like, sometimes I wonder, like, when I try to catch people's reactions, like, I wonder if, like, it it stings a little bit. Like, even though it's a line, like, I always wonder, like, if 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 it hits them on the inside a little bit. Well, I think a guy like Kevin Owens, I'm like, man, if... I think he knows by now. He knows his physique. He, he gets it. He's he, Ultimately, he's a performer. He's an entertainer. And I think he gets it. And the fact that he was able to, to go back at Dolph Ziggler like that, mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way. Because, I mean, he won the promo. <laughs> it wasn't definitely even close. Did. Yeah, he definitely did. It's just, this is like Eminem at the end of 8 Mile. It's like Dolph Ziggler said a bunch of stuff that everybody already knew about Kevin Owens that they say over and over and over and over and over again. And Kevin Owens said exactly what we've all wanted somebody to say to Dolph Ziggler throughout yeah. this entire push where he didn't win anything. Yeah, eight mile references on the podcast. That's what he two did. Point, two That's what he did. That, man. He be rabbited, <laughs> rabbited. He papa docked. Yeah, papa docked. Yeah. Dolph papa Ziggler. Docked. <laughs>
That's what happened here. So Shane says, oh, well, you know what? You guys are going to face heavy machinery tonight. They wanted to fight each other, but he's like, no, no, no. You know it would be better? You all against heavy machinery. The, the two guys who don't like each other teaming up, how original. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you've got two former world champions that want to fight each other on your show. And you're like, okay, heavy machinery. Now, granted, I'm cool with there being stakes. I'm glad they added that. A uh, little backstage news. There had been a pitch over the last week to get Ali and Dolph Ziggler involved in a feud. Is that doing anything for you? No, no, because I I feel like Dolph Ziggler is – well, he's been that guy for a lot, like a long time. You know, the, the guy who comes in and try to get a good match out of – not the – well, Ali's not necessarily new, but in a sense he is to the main roster. So, I mean, it, it didn't work out with Shinsuke. It didn't work out with a couple of other guys, and I don't think it's going it, – it, you know, it might work out with, it might work out with Ali. Yeah, speaking of Ali, he was on uh, a dark match facing Buddy Murphy tonight, and he had a promo, one of his styled vignettes, where he said that a lot of people go after the WWE Championship for fame or for money. He wants to do it to make a change. How do you like these promos, which are a little bit different than the ones that he would do on his own, but in the similar fashion? I, I do like Ali's promos. I remember he uh, he shouted out the guy who uh, produces those for him. I can't remember his name right now, but Ali he does like real good job, a real good job with those. And like the story between him and Kofi Kingston, that thing writes itself. Like Kofi took his spot in the Elimination Chamber, and Kofi's Kofi's living a dream. And that Ali always wondered if that could have been him. That story is already written, man. Lonnie Barker, thank you for the super chat. Remember, guys, if you submit a super chat, you get your question or statement read right on the air. Second week in three that Roman wasn't on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, his absence is a little weird, isn't it? Like he's well, he's never on SmackDown anymore. It's, it's, it's a little odd. It's a little odd. Do you do you think they just need to redraft these damn rosters? Yeah, definitely. I like, think they, they need like, to do a reset ahead of October. Oh, wild card thing! Like I, I can't even remember who's on who now. Like unless they show it on a graphic, like the the color scheme, I, I honestly couldn't tell you who's I, on which brand. And the thing is, I mean, this isn't like. Me and you don't pay attention to the show. We're working, both of us, 12 to 14 hours a day covering pro wrestling, and we don't remember who's on what brand. It's too difficult so, to remember. <laughs> so how does everybody else? Maybe we've just got shit memories. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. It's it's really confusing. I really think they need to differentiate the rosters before, uh, before they do this. Uh, when I say this, I mean the Eric Bischoff, Paul Heyman, Split, which I assume will take full control or, or full effect towards the summer and then uh, in the fall. By the way, guys, I have a column dropping tomorrow. Uh, it's basically everything you need to know about Bischoff and Heyman and what their roles will be and what's going on and how people feel backstage. Andrew did a lot of transcribing that I used for that uh, across Bischoff's own words, uh, across Heyman thinking that the GM role was tired. And their thoughts on that, uh, you all can read that now at Tier 2 at Fightful Select. But you've now got I to want, differentiate these rosters, right? I wanted to ask you, do you think uh, they're going to go like full like Bischoff in control, Heyman in control before SummerSlam? Because that's like at the extreme rules. We got like three weeks. Yeah, like, so that's three. the thing. Like The chatter I heard, the exact phrase that I was told was, Bischoff was taking control towards SummerSlam. Now, I don't know if that meant like the week after Extreme Rules or if that meant like a week before SummerSlam. It's impossible for me to know. But as far as Bish, as far as Heyman, I mean, 
if he wasn't in control last night and if he wasn't more influenced, you wouldn't be able to tell it by his Twitter feed because he was retweeting all this praise. Compliments. Yeah, I saw that too. All these compliments. And let me tell you guys, I've interacted with Heyman in the past. He's not one to shy away from a compliment or accepting one. (laughs) As you know, the guy likes being put over a little bit. And last night's Raw was different. So uh, there we go. Now, backstage, Daniel Bryan is not happy about Ziggler and Owens getting this opportunity at all, understandably so. And then I see him against Big E. This is the type of match that I really want to see 15 minutes with some stakes because mm-hmm. I think this can be like I, – I fully believe that Big E and Daniel Bryan can have a match of the year contender in WWE if they have a big stage. I don't know that that will ever happen necessarily, but it mm-hmm. should uh, what kind of hopes did you have for this match when you saw them in the ring? I, I, I knew it was going to be good. Like I, like we all talked about this. Like I see you and Alex talk about it all the time. Um, you know, when sometimes we kind of forget how good members of the New Day are when they are in singles competition. Like each of them can go by themselves, like without the shenanigans or whatever. And we all know Daniel Bryan's like one of the best in the world. Yeah. So I, it, I think it, all three members of the New Day are main event caliber in that ring. And the thing is. I think Xavier is just right under it as far as promos go. Like, I think Big E could cut a main event promo. I know Kofi Kingston can, and I think Xavier Woods, if he needed to, could. Yes, I was going to bring up Xavier Woods. See, the thing about him, I feel like he's the most, like, underrated in ring-wise amongst all the New Day. Because I remember they had that uh, that U.S. championship tournament. I think it was 2018. It was was the one, 2017, the one where Bobby Roode won it. But yeah, uh, yeah, Xavier he did real good in that. Like he just showed that he can go with anybody singles, singles wise. I think that yeah, I think that Xavier would, especially lately, he's been able to show it a little bit more. Mm. I think that he's one of the best workers that they have right now, especially on SmackDown Live. Uh, but Big E turns Brian inside out with a clothesline. Uh, they do little spots during the break, nothing major. Brian's working Big E's leg, but upon the return from the break, Big E suplexes Brian over the, all over the place. I love the spot where they switched up their dives. Um, mm. Brian ate a splash, but then he made uh, Big E whiff on the YOLO dive. And then Big E caught Brian on his dive. Beginning of the end comes when Rowan runs Big E into the ring post and Brian finishes him off. Now, I got no problem with this. Usually they protect Big E pretty heavily. Big E, oh, yeah, for, for like a definitely. year it felt like, didn't need any pins. I'm okay with Daniel Bryan, former WrestleMania main event or champion, beating him with some help. And I thought it set up what happened at the end of the night. Uh, mm-hmm. How'd you feel about the match and the result? I say, I, I like you said, I have no problem with the the way the finish went down. See, the thing is, Xavier Woods. I think he pinned Daniel. Daniel Bryan got beat twice clean, like within the past several weeks. So I think it was only right for him to get that win back. And I just wanted to add, like, is it me or, like, is it everybody else? But, like, uh, doing these Daniel Bryan matches, like, I'm kind of past the point. Like, he always grabs for his head, like, the like get that. Get he that does figure. that. Yeah, I, like, I hate when he does it, but, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm starting to get past the point, like, why I don't pay attention to it because I know he just he just selling. Yeah, and he knows. He, yeah, knows, he knows what he's doing. He he's smart. <laughs> uh, the Sharpshooter, thank you for the Super Chat, says, Come October, your top three picks to build the brands for – Raw and USA, ooh, and SmackDown on Fox if they keep the brand separated. This is an interesting question. So who's on, who, who's, who's on what brand? Yeah, that's a thing. Well, I think that at this point, legitimately, 
My top pick, if I if they were to do a redraft, mm. I think the number one pick overall got to be the new day. Why wouldn't it be the new day? Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Why wouldn't it be? You're getting Kofi Kingston, arguably the best built champion on a weekly basis. Yeah. I should Kofi say Kofi is protected. In yes, a good way. Protected. the best built champion that they have had on a weekly basis on that show in years and a top flight tag team, and a six-man tag team. So if you're a GM, quote-unquote, and you could draft them, I would take those guys because you're, you're getting the win. Uh, I, I mean, it's got to be them at the top like as, as one act. Then I would probably say, uh, honestly, if you could get her back, Sasha Banks would be a top one. Definitely. Um, and if you had to go, man, man that's, that's tough. Because I'm looking up and down this whole roster. If you take the new day, then the other one might want to take the club. If you can get a three for one there, mm-hmm. who who are some of your picks to start brands with? As I kind of think this over, uh, uh, star Brentwood for Raw on the USA Network. Uh, just off the top, I gotta go Seth Rollins. Like I would definitely pick Seth Rollins for Raw. Uh, the women's division right now, Raw. I mean, you you, you can't go wrong with Becky Lynch. Yeah, you just can't and. Uh, another person I started off with. I'm trying to think of who's else. I, I'd go Seth Rollins, me. Becky Lynch, and the Club as three acts, okay. and then I'd go New Day. I'd go New Day, Charlotte Flair, and uh, Roman Reigns on the other. I was, yeah, was going to say Reigns. Yeah, mm. I think that's the the because I mean the thing is you, you probably aren't getting Sasha back. Yeah, and that's no slight to anybody we didn't mention, but I mean. Those are you're talking about three major acts. They can make the club a major major act if they so Definitely. choose. That's Imagine it. if they roll Finn Balor into that too. Man, when they did that thing last night, I was praying that just somehow somebody who within that creative process is just like we gotta get Finn Balor in here somewhere, somewhere. Do you know how insane a future club undisputed era feud would be? It writes itself. It's there. It's, it's, it's there. It's, it's there. Tim Traver, thank you. One of our greatest supporters says, I want to bless you all and plug your all show for years to come. Love you, Fightful. Um, also, I feel like we had another one. Oh, Wild Boy 87 says, welcome, Andrew. Cool my, dude, he that's says. My, that's my guy right there. He's great. I can't. My, he keeps putting over his cooking. I can't wait to try it. I can't wait. Up next, we have uh, R-Truth being interviewed, looks back at losing his title, cuts Man. kind of a confusing promo about honeymoons, but then he heard oh. that Maverick is in San Antonio. San Antonio sucks, first off. <laughs> I just want to get that out of the way. San Antonio blows. Mm-hmm. No wonder Kawhi Leonard wanted to hit the bricks and go to the beautiful city of Toronto. But and he's about to leave Toronto. I doubt it. I doubt Whoa. it. He'll stay forever. But, but Sean... These honeymoon segments with our <laughs> truth and Drake Maverick and Renee Michelle are about to be gold. Now, I can't I wait. Got, I do got a question for you. Just, just a random prediction. How many views within the first 24 hours when they do the first uh, honeymoon segment? Because you know they're going to do one. Oh, they, it's going to hit 1.5 easily. They, they've what? slowed down a little bit, but they're mm. still all hitting a million. And that one's – that's the thing, man. It depends on what they do. Like – do they do it in the middle of him consummating the marriage? You got. I mean, well, look. You have I mean, to. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I didn't want to say because you're not like 
some some people they might get like you know they've been blessed a little too much. But some I mean, people it, get butt hurt it, if it, like yeah. if our truth is in bed with Drake Maverick <laughs> and pins him. <laughs> but, but see, the, I I noticed that the um the twenty four seven title segments, the ones that they do off TV, they do well numbers wise, opposed to the ones that they yeah. do on TV, like way better. Like there's there is no reason why our truth shouldn't pin Drake Maverick while he's trying to consummate the marriage, and then after Maverick loses, Renee says, "Wow, you never last three seconds with me," and then bam, <laughs> segment over. Exactly. And then out of all this, you got Renee Michelle out here getting TV time. And she was she in the May, she was in the May Young she Classic. Was in the May right? Young Classic. Oh, she wrestled yep. Candace LeRae. Mm-hmm. Now she out here getting TV time. Shelton Benjamin got some TV time. Is he running a death gimmick? And if he is, can we get him to team with EC3? Man, what in the hell happened to Shelton Benjamin? Like, he's off the radar, man. Off the radar. But I don't know what that segment was. He was my last favorite wrestler. Period. Wow. My you last must, one before I got be into media and I was like, okay, I can't be biased. <laughs> I so badly at some point won an angry old man tag team with Shelton Benjamin and Randy Orton as like the two OVW guys that mm. hate everything. They hate today's wrestling. They hate it all. And they just want to beat the snot out of people. Well, Alistair Black wants to beat the snot out of somebody and implies that it will happen at Extreme Rules. Who do you think it'll be? Can I get a Bray Wyatt for two, please? No, that ain't happening. I'll, I'll hope not. I mean, I'm dreaming, but I, I, honestly, out of everybody, like the person I could think of right now, like I say, Buddy Murphy, just to go safe. Like that's the person I could think of. I think Buddy Murphy. I don't think Bray Wyatt's the. I, I think Bray Wyatt versus Alistair. I think that's like a SummerSlam type of thing, and I hope that Bray Wyatt's mystique doesn't wear off when he does finally decide to reappear on television. Do you know what I wouldn't hate if Alistair Black got like a big name opponent like Randy Orton, beat him immediately, mm. then did that on every SmackDown that led up to SummerSlam, mm. and then as he's just running through people with Black Mass over and over again, almost to like an annoying level, mm. he does this open challenge thing again, and that's where Bray Wyatt shows up at. Now I got a question for you and put you on the spot. SummerSlam. Alistair Black versus Bray Wyatt, who you putting over? You got to make a choice. Bray. Bray. I think you got to put Bray over, man. I mean, you do, but I mean, like, after building Alistair like that, and then just, I mean. But look at how they built Bray, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true, too, man. Wow, we got some major super chats. Uh, a couple $20 ones. Sean Muldown, he says, been listening to SRS for years and just want to support Fightful. Get that select. Thank you guys so That's much. Great. I can't tell you how important that is uh, to us and the brand. Uh, Fightful Select, this week is probably my best podcast work ever with Mr. Warren Hayes. We reviewed the atrocity that was AWA Super Clash 3. That goes up Wednesday night. We have a preview clip on our channel. So after this, go look at this eight-minute clip that I posted about the lingerie battle royal. And it was for, Andrew, I think it was for roughly $24,100, 2019 bucks. I, I did the conversion. But um, we had the NXT 205 Live UK review from Warren Hayes. We have the Weekender 
uh, podcast, which covers non-WDB stuff. I have the Fightful Backstage Report every single week. Uh, we put a lot of work into that. You get the Fightful Wrestling Weekly early. But this week, Jimmy Van is also filming a QA. and a He does it every quarter. Uh, I do at least two a month over there. That will eventually move up to one week or one per week. But you all can ask us as many questions as you want when you subscribe. There is no limit. Uh, speaking of Warren Hayes, New Japan G1 Dallas post show this Saturday. He is confirmed. Zachary Schimmel, who joins us on a future retro review. Actually, he's been on a couple. He says, love Fightful. Andrew, love your interviews. Just because I love hearing this story, and I think the rest of the community should hear it. Sean, why do you hate San Antonio crowds? I don't hate San Antonio crowds. Andrew, have you ever been to San Antonio? Never. Lucky. Lucky. Wonderful. Glad. Is this this not a good place? No, it's terrible. (laughs) I went to San Antonio to the Alamo Dome. It was like I was stuck in the 30s. Isn't that the point? No, no, <laughs> not in the whole city. Like, unless you hit the river walk, it's like you're in the 30s. Keep in mind, I'm from a city of 200. Jeez. So after the Royal Rumble, keep in mind, there are 40,000, 50,000 people there. You got to park in somebody's yard, Andrew, in a different neighborhood. Because parking at the Alamo Dome is so trash. It takes you forever to get to your car. Forever to get to your car. And I will forever hold a grudge against the terrible city of San Antonio. I went into a grocery store there, Andrew, and they keep the nail clippers next to the cereal. How dare they? If you get kicks there, you can also go and get a pedicure, manicure, whatever the hell it is. I don't know what the hell is with your toes. But you get to do your toes while you're eating your your Captain Crunch. It's disgusting. Stop putting the toenail clippers next to the cereal, San Antonio. Shame on them for offering multiple services. Shame, San Antonio. Look at Wild Boy 87. Are we even going to get to review SmackDown anymore? This super chat love is going crazy. Boom. He says, I went into this too. If it's not reported by SRS and Fightful, I don't believe it. Thank you to the entire Fightful team for your continued hard work. My God. I'm shook. Happy birthday to Fightful. Also coming this weekend to select the written version of the TJP article, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, the TJP article is doing very good. Um, He got very candid with you about how much he likes his freedom and all that. Uh, That's a very, very good interview. Uh, Guys, hit up the website and just go to the exclusives tab. We got lots of neat stuff. I guess we should. Go ahead. Can I break a little bit of news right here, Sean Rose? Yeah, sure. So uh, coming at some time soon, whenever the uh, the NWA decides to announce Sienna's next opponent, I will be dropping my interview with the NWA World Women's Champion. Hey! I like it. I like Boom. it. Boom. Also next week, guys, we have an interview with Kip Sabian of AEW. My God. That was Look a good that. one. I was there. My, my God. That was a good one. Kip's a cool guy. He is. He's a very cool guy. We had Moment of Bliss, and Alexa Bliss wanted Nikki Cross to host this, Andrew. And Nikki was hesitant. She plays up her role so well. She really does. I, I'm 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 starting to think that this like nice girl, Nikki Cross, like trying to act like she doesn't act like she knows whatever's going. I think it's going to like it's take a real dark turn. Like fake naive. Scary. Yeah, because she's starting to become like obsessed 
with Alexa and it's going to turn dark at one point, I hope. So I mentioned on Twitter, and a lot of people were confused. So I wanted to use it to reel them into the podcast. I said that I thought Nikki Cross was a lot of what they wanted Bailey to be, but they fumbled the booking. By that, I mean trusting, sympathetic, uh, empathetic, naive, uh, vulnerable, all those things that it was it was really hard for them to book Bailey mm-hmm. as all those things, Andrew, because she was this NXT women's champion and had these amazing matches, one of the greatest wa- matches in American women's wrestling history. Definitely. Meanwhile, Nikki was completely forgotten about on TV until Alexa found her. It's a little bit easier for Nikki to play this role. And I think she's she's really taking advantage and doing it well. Yeah, just going back to your Bailey point, I feel like Bailey was just miscast. On the, I, I'm not gonna say miscast, but I feel like they didn't actually know what to do with her or what her character was. Like they just see this happy-go-lucky girl, like, oh, she's happy, but what, what what do we do with her? And I think Nikki Cross is like just thriving, like you said, in that role that should have honestly been for Bailey back then. But I mean, we at this point now, so Bailey comes out and wants to know why. <laughs> Nikki is letting herself be used. And all Nikki wants to know is, why are you mean to Alexa? All right. Wait, did, didn't you like when um when Nikki crossed, like she like I sounds she um doing the innocent thing when she came out, she was like, just so you guys know, the reason I have an accent is because I'm from Scotland. Yeah. I was like, look at Nikki, man. It's look great. at Nikki. <laughs> One of my favorite parts underrated is her hopping into the seat. Exactly. She jumped into the seat. How so Bailey, like four nine, isn't she? She's a little, little lady. Bailey wants to know why she's not facing Nikki Cross at Extreme Rules, and Nikki says they can have a match now. Uh, it ends really quickly. Nikki gets a big body press and a bulldog. I loved the suplex that Bailey did off the second rope. It was a front suplex, but it swung off. Yeah. Now um, I know that Ember a lot of times and and Sasha would do the turnaround suplex, the swinging suplex, but this one was really good. Bailey to belly and Nikki loses in a few minutes. I don't really like that. I think that Nikki should have been kept strong. Yeah, well, I mean, at the same time, like you, you got to keep Bailey strong because Bailey kind of been taking the L's. But at the same time, like it's kind of like uh, what what I thought was going to happen was that Nikki was going to beat her and then it was going to add to her case to being added to the SmackDown yeah. Women's Title match uh, at Extreme Rules. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, my thing is, I don't need either one of these two to lose the match. I don't need the match if it's going to be two minutes. It yeah, could be true. something else. They could have different opponents and try to one-up each other, for for all I care. What's Alicia Fox doing? She hasn't been back since her return. So, I mean, have her come out there and job to somebody in a couple minutes. Oh, Alicia, man. Hope that, that's a mess. That's yeah. a mess. That's the subject right there. So, uh... Man, for some reason, the SmackDown roster was up instead of my notes. Uh, Joe and Kofi Kingston face-to-face. Joe tells Charlie to hit the bricks. Man, a banger segment. This was good. My God. We have another major super chat from Mr. Big Bad Bean. (laughs) Nice name, buddy. Happy birthday, Fightful. I'm behind on the stream, but wanted to get in on the action. I thank you so much. Another one from MH says, being a truck driver and listening for almost two years, I appreciate what the Fightful team does. Thank you, guys. No, thank you, guys. I don't think you all are going to find a single outlet online that is more interactive 
than us. On our Q&As, we answer every single question you all send on Fightful Select. I've done shows everywhere from 20 minutes up to like an hour and a half on that service. So uh, we're going to get, eventually we're going to get Andrew and Jeremy in on those. That way you can get uh, Jeremy's garbage Oklahoma City Thunder takes. I'm really excited about that. Lord. The only the only reason I can say this is because I know he's not listening because he's on vacation <laughs> right now. <laughs> so he won't come for me. So Joe is trying to get personal. He's trying to get in Kofi's head this whole time. He's mm. really trying to work in there. He's mentioning benevolence and being a merchandise shill, and he mentions his kid, Andrew. Kofi doesn't fall for it. Yeah, he, he held his own for sure. Like the one, okay, so I admit when they first announced the face to face and I saw uh, Caleb Braxton in the ring, I'm like, oh, they're going to do a promo like back to back. And I was worried for Kofi because, you know, Joe is such a good promo guy. He's such a good talker. And I'm like, I hope Kofi going to be able to hold his own, like standing face to face with Joe because I know Joe going to hit him hard. And I was like, when, when Kofi kept hitting him back, I'm like, okay, Kofi's really holding his own. I was surprised. Like, genuinely surprised. Yeah, and Samoa Joe wanted to shake Kofi's hand, and Kofi just flipped him off. And it was the best part of it, Andrew. He did it with this big smile on his face. Oh, yeah, that was the best part. Did, oh, no, wait. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, was the camera missing that shot on purpose? Yes, I think like, so. Oh, okay. But, I mean, they, they they still caught it. Like, they caught, like, a half a second of it. Like, you can still, like, yes. you see it in the finger. I got a, I got a screenshot of it uh, posted up as well. They blacked it out overseas in Australia, so, so they didn't show it. I like this. Little, little things like this go a long way because a lot of people feel like their wrestling is a little too sanitized, Andrew. That, that, that middle finger was for all the folks who say, oh, Kofi needs to stop throwing pancakes. Well, there you yeah. go, Kofi. You want edge from Kofi? There you go. You Andrew, it. noted friend of Nick Gage, who knows. <laughs> knows a little something about throwing middle fingers. Yeah. We got another big super chat. Sean Muldowney says, get select, folks. Did you feel as much of a Bischoff influence in this episode as you may have in Raw last night for Heyman? No. From what I understand, there wasn't any. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh, he might have been there, but I don't think there was any influence. Uh, but thank you. Because of all the super chats, I'm not doing an ad read tonight. Uh, uh, I'll actually, uh, yeah, this was this is a probably our best super chat day ever. So thank you guys for that. What about mm-hmm. you? Did, it, to me, it didn't seem like there was really any Bischoff influence. Yes. It got like, going into it. Like, of course, you know, I'm excited about the, you know, the Heyman, Heyman thing and Bischoff. But I mean, like going into tonight, I'm like, man, Bischoff hasn't been like here, here, like in forever. Like I don't expect him to come in and just be like, Hey, do this. We're doing that. This is going to happen. And this is what we're going to do next week. I'm pretty sure he was just back there. Like just seeing how everything you know, goes well. I mean, it just goes, and then hopefully it'll take over soon. Probably. Bob Bob Harris, thank you for the super chat. Kristen Ashley, thank you for the super chat. Guys, check out belltobells.com. Kristen. Uh, pizza, beer, and wrestling says, didn't realize it was a birthday today. 
Happy birthday, Fightful. Sean, I bust your balls from time to time, but I dig your work. Uh, my go-to news site. Yeah, we launched three years ago uh, this week. And the reason we launched three years ago this week, I actually rushed the development team. People, you all might not know who Lindsay is. Uh, Lindsay does a lot of work for us, but they got the site ready because I was like, we have to have this website ready for UFC 200. Brock Lesnar, WWE superstar, is fighting in a huge fight. We have to have it ready. And that week we did like, we I think I did like six hours of podcasts and John Jones got popped for steroids. So I did another six hours of podcast just from that. It was an unbelievable uh, experience and just an insane ride. And I'm so glad that you all are here with us too, because I mean, quite frankly, a lot of you all followed me from my old employer and now 90% of my following comes from this website. Wildboy87 says, I got paid yesterday and no bills due this week. Enjoy. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Ember Moon backstage. She's angry, then happy, then angry again. I don't know what's going on there, but I know that her and Mandy had about as good of a two-minute match as you can have, Andrew. This is pretty pretty good. Yeah, they had a good match. I mean, was this the like the payoff to everything? Like for the stuff they've been doing so. over that? Like, was, was this like the big voila? I guess sometimes you just get knocked out in a couple minutes. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you know it's crazy. I think this is that was Ember's first singles win on TV since like December. Like that look. is crazy. Yeah, I think it was I, against to check check the uh, December tenth edition of Monday Night Raw. Oh, I, I got her whole record up here, but yeah. Mandy lands a good knee and a, an inverted gut wrench suplex that were nice, but. Ember lands this flying code breaker in a great eclipse and wins the match. I'm okay with that. It was short. It was sweet. It can be that. It was Ember Moon's. It was her first pinfall victory since a gauntlet match on December 17th, but she beat Tamina the week before because right after she won the gauntlet, uh, the singles match in the gauntlet, she was beaten by Natalia. So it's her first singles win since December 10th. Mm-hmm. That cannot happen with an in-ring talent at her level. Yeah, man. I, I I think now is the time to start doing what they did with um Becky Lynch leading up to SummerSlam. Went out the win, went out the win, went out the win, and then people people eventually get behind her. I'm gonna save these super chats for after this segment because we got I, I, even more. Something crazy happened. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. We have the best followers viewers ever and i feel like this is just a super chat celebration show but uh oh yeah i, I did want to ask you uh didn't weren't they supposed to like address the fact that uh Kyrie and, and oscar beat the iconics to earn the like of course the they were <laughs> like because that i was like aren't they number one contenders now because they beat them twice over the weekend in that happened and there was no there were no iconics on this whole show on, on all the week and there were no uh no kabuki warriors either yeah, man. Like I, I know I saw uh like sites writing the stories like about them being the number one contenders, but WWE never pushed out like a single notification about them being number one contenders. I'm like, what happened to that? Did they forget they, they had this tag times? Yeah, it it seems like it. They got to develop some teams. My God, man. So the main event match, the top contender match, Heavy Machinery defeated Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. This quickly breaks down outside. Why is that? There's a whole table of pancakes. Gotta love it. Gotta <laughs> Rowan, love it. Brian, and New Day all battle 
and Rowan throws pancakes everywhere. <laughs> you want to know the funny thing about Rowan? Like, I don't know if you noticed this, but did you realize that he like he doesn't watch the matches? Like, he just sits. <laughs> he said he just sits straight the whole time. And then the funny thing was Daniel Bryan sitting his slander and Xavier Woods the whole time, and Xavier Woods seemed like he got kind of flustered. I think that Rowan is far better than anybody gives him credit for. Definitely. That guy's worked his ass off in the ring and he's yeah. getting really, really good. Yeah, just uh, a little back, just a little backstory on Rowan. Like I listened to this interview he did. Uh it was like some random podcast. And he said that he used to be like in a in a rock band. And the reason he got into wrestling was because he saw one of his best friends get killed right in front of him. Like, yeah. Wow. After that, he's transitioned to wrestling, like just to you know not be so riled up all the time. And I was like, That's man, <laughs> the the less riled up version of Rowan is him hitting somebody with an iron claw slam through a table, exactly into pancakes. That's amazing. Uh, so that 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 was at least what I considered a creative way to do a restart, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't like all those, but. The match happens. Tucker quitty, pretty quickly takes a bump to the outside, gets isolated and works over, worked over. Ziggler and Owens go neckbreaker in a senton. Otis gets the tag and a good reaction. I hope this doesn't make Vince think that this is the next single star because it's not. Yeah, Otis is not. a hot tag guy and he's real good at it, Andrew. That's even Otis, Otis has like a lot of charisma. Yes. Like it, it's kind of like you could relate them to the like what. Well, this specific situation to the street profits like you got like people always say when they talk about the street profits they say montez ford is like the star of the group and then you got some like haven machinery people tend to think that otis is the star of the group because he has so much charisma but tucker has charisma too but otis is just like that upper level charisma with the i'm coming and all that stuff yeah uh now heavy machinery went off miscommunication from ko and ziggler and went with the compactor if you would have asked me, if you would have told me this happened a month ago, I'd have been like, man, I don't like it. That sucks. Heavy Machinery were built. They they won matches, and they delivered at the last pay-per-view. They had a hell of a performance. They proved that they could belong in the ring. And now, Andrew, I'm stoked to see them in there with New Day, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. I can't wait for that match. Just like you mentioned, uh, when they faced Brian and Rowan at Stomping Ground, they had the crowd against them because you know they were in Daniel Bryan's hometown. And I remember me and you talking about this. They, uh, I think it was, uh, it was Tucker. He did real well when the crowd flipped on him. Like he did really well, and it's good to see them getting. Like if you give people a chance, man, they'll step up to the play or they'll fall down. And have machinery is stepping up. So after this. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler is, you know, just kind of existing in the world. So he deserves a stunner. And Kevin Owens obliges. Is this the face turn of Kevin Owens? He said it in an interview. I, th- I believe you covered it, if if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, from, that was, was it Jeremy? Yeah. Well, you're getting the credit because he's on vacation. <laughs> so Andrew covered this interview that I edited and forgot who wrote it. <laughs> And he said he wanted to be a baby face. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm good with that. He wa- he wants to be a baby face. He doesn't necessarily want to do stuff with Sammy all the time. That's big, man. I I, I think that's what's about to happen. They kind of get him away from Sammy Zayn, and I think Kevin Owens could be a good baby. Like I I, I thought they were doing that, you know, when they had uh, with him going to the movies with his son 
and stuff. Like I thought that was the Kevin Owens baby face. And people were rooting for him and then you know they flipped him right back. Cause he is a good heel, a great heel. But never. That was SmackDown. I thought it was it was okay. It was okay. There was some stuff on there, but Eric Bischoff is not back, folks. <laughs> not yet. Man, let's run down these super chats. I, I say that I'm going to read all these. Oh my god, people are asking me. They're they're literally paying super chats, so I'll do a blue chew segue. Should do it. Got to get the people what they want. Well, I mean, we got to preview the G1 climax. Ooh. That's the thing. We got to preview the G1 climax. But the uh, thing is. If you want people reviewing your D1 Climax. Scholarships. <laughs> Scholarships. <laughs> Visit BlueChew.com. You all know the drill. It's better than Viagra and Cialis. It's cheaper than Viagra and Cialis. It works better than Viagra and Cialis. Prescribed online, ship straight to your door. You don't have to wait at a pharmacy. Gets in your system quicker because it's a chewable. And since this one's free, we're going to tell you that you can get it for free by using the code Fightful. We're not going into the full two-minute spiel. We're not doing all that. But let me say, uh, speaking of D1, that was a reference for dick. And people reviewing your ya, ya dick game. Oh, all right, That's what man. Blue Chew will do for you. People are going to be leaving you those... Five star reviews, Andrew. Uh oh. Whether whether you're in the bedroom at the Tokyo Dome, it's five stars. You don't have to grade on a curve. I don't know if anybody's got a curve. That ain't my business. But I'm just Go saying, Bluetooth will make get, it work for you. But use your use your young buck. Ah. Oh. Andrew Stark, <laughs> thank you. He says wallet drop. Ig the kid says please. I need a Bluetooth segment. Lonnie Barker. Says Eric loves factions, Samoan bloodline faction. I wish I would love Reigns and the Usos. Need it, need it. Oh, see, look, maybe to, uh, you got them, New Day. Boom. You know who else I would love in that faction? MLW's Jacob Fatu. I think Man. he's gonna be real good. I think Jacob he's gonna Fatu. be real good. Man, and he's getting managed by Armando Estrada. Yeah. AEW. Yes, he is. So Zachary Schimmel just hit us with a $50 goddamn super chat. And he says, I'm going to raise the goddamn bar. As a tier three Fightful Select patron, I announce my July plug to be used for plugging tier three of Fightful Select, please. Ball is in your court, Fightful community. So here's the thing. When you subscribe to Fightful Select and you do the tier three, which is, I don't like to put the number on it. You can go there and see yourself, but it's a $50 tier. Uh, You can also use your, you can plug something once a month, whether it be beating me at fantasy football. That's what somebody plugged one time. uh, Their Twitter or whatever. Zachary Schimmel has been a longtime subscriber of our tier three level and has been on multiple retro reviews. When you do that, uh, if you save it up for one month, you get to pick something that we review you can pick a column that one of us will write you can uh, request content basically whether it's an alternate commentary retro review if you save it up for two months you can do that and appear on a show uh, of your choice whether it be the raw show uh, retro show whatever that may be you also get a plug and you get all the things that are in the tiers above 
The Russo Reveals Clip, Stupid People Extended, Fightful Wrestling Weekly Early, uh, Match Archives, uh, Early Access to Content, Jimmy Van's Book. You get merchandise after a certain point. Q&A shows, all the stuff I mentioned earlier. Ah, man. The good. The goods. Speaking of the goods, Shane Haas sent a super chat and says, did the good brothers sign a new contract? I reached out about that and I have not heard back. A wrestler told me, quote, my gut says no, but that doesn't mean that they haven't. Um, I would be shocked if they couldn't get, I mean, if WWE can put forth an awesome two months for these guys, and I think that's exactly what's about to happen. I do. It's about to get real good for the club. I think they could probably be talked into it. Mm-hmm. But my God, how much how much shit can you... They, they got signed to hurt New Japan, Andrew. That's what happened. Definitely. Definitely. Wild Boy 87 <laughs> he says this should make it 200 total for Super Chats. Guys, I can't tell you how important that is. When you all send Super Chats... That helps us pay Andrew. That helps us pay uh, Jeremy. That helps us pay Ryan, Carlos, David, uh, Warren. Helps us pay all these people. I mean, uh, I don't ask people to work for free, so uh, I appreciate that you all are willing to pay for good coverage uh, or even contribute. I can't tell you how much this means to me. Um, this is this is a very kind gesture that you all have made, and. I know we've went on about it a lot tonight, but goddamn, we got a lot of super chats tonight. Andrew, uh, you're you're gonna be on every show now. I think it's I think it's your luck. You're the lucky charm. People are paying for you. Alex, you're fired. You're gone forever. They can't see you unless you talk with the sunglasses on, Andrew. I, I think that's the, I think that's the thing. That's the thing. So but let's. Pre- to, oh yeah, I was about to say off to the predictions yeah we gotta actually preview this show instead of glow about how generous people are to us which i i I do truly appreciate we got two events this weekend there are two events this weekend and uh i'm only covering one of them because warren hayes is committed to covering this new japan g1 dallas show i don't know who he's gonna have on but i'm very excited for it warren is the man yeah he's great guys i'm telling you that retro review we did. Just just watch the preview clip. If if nothing else, watch the free preview clip that's up on YouTube. It's great. Show and yo, Rapongi uh, 3K against Tongaloa, Tamatanga, the Gorillas of Destiny. I love this match. The junior heavyweights take it on the heavyweight tag team. I love it. What, what have we been begging for? A bigger tag team division in New Japan instead of Evil and Sonata versus G.O.D. every big, yeah. every, every big show. Uh, for this one, uh, I'm going G.O.D. Yeah, it's still going <laughs> to be them. I like showing yo, but eh. sorry, guys. I fully believe that this could be the best match that G.O.D. ever have. Could be. In New Japan. Definitely. Definitely. Now, here's the good one. Tomohiro Ishii and Shota Umino against Narita and Cobb. I want Umino to get a win. Man, if they have a young line pin one of the established guys, that'll be the best. I that want be Umino to win. And, and people will be so like genuinely shocked by that. Like that, that would be like one of the best things. But that's yes. gonna be a hard hit right there. And and man. I love the Umino stuff with Dean or John Moxley. It was so perfect, man. Love it. Love it. He's 
he's got a cult following now because of that. It, it was unbelievable. Um, I feel like he might end up eating the pen, though. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. Cobb, honestly, the way that Ring of Honor went down last week, Cobb needs a win, man. That was a bummer that I felt bad for him and for for uh, Matt Taven. They did not deserve that. They did not deserve to have their time cut from their match like that. Yeah, that's yeah. – <laughs> Ring of Honor got their own thing going on right now, man. Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto against Chase Owens and Jay White. Jay White's pinning somebody here. Club for the victory. That's got to happen. Of course. People are saying they can't hear you very well. Speak up a little bit. I got you. Uh, The fourth match, Jushin Thunder Liger, Juice Robinson, Toriano, against Bushi, Shingo Takagi, and Naito. I think Takagi is a future main event level competitor in yeah, New man. Japan. I think Juice Robinson is a future on the cusp to main mm. event guy. I'm real disappointed he's not doing more with Ring of Honor because of his promo abilities. Mm. I It's got to be Naito and Takagi and Bushi. It's got to be LIJ. What do you yeah, think? I'm, I'm giving a win at LIJ. I feel like Juice, like after that, um, like after he lost, the, I, I was real interested to see what they were gonna do with Juice after he lost to Moxley, but like it's kind of feel like he just, you know, back to what he was prior to being IWGP US Heavyweight Champion, just be a car guy. Yeah, probably just right back there. Will Osprey versus Lance Archer. Will Osprey's winning this match. You you better if you so. put him on Access TV. I don't think so. Really? I think I think they go. I think they'll give it to Lance Archer. He the hometown boy. They've been doing all. Like they've been sending Lance Archer all around Dallas to you do promo. What? I mean, you're right. Use for them. It'd be like, hey, you know, thank you for you know being our so you know, quote unquote brand ambassador. Here's a win in the G1 against the Lost Break. That's really intuitive, and you're right. I, I think you may have changed my mind. And and hey, you know what? If anybody could make Lance Archer look like a million bucks, it's Will it Osprey. Definitely. And can we mention big ups to Seth Rollins for the bank account apology, sir? Yeah. Good job. Good job. Nobody is above learning. I learn shit all the time. It's my favorite part of my job. You learn, you get better. Definitely. Evil against bad luck Fale. Fale isn't quite what he used to be. Evil, I think, I think they want evil to get about to the Fale level from a few years ago. Uh, and I think Evil will win this. It is the G1s. It's a little more unpredictable. What do you think? I think it's going to go to some type of uh, some uh, like uh, so, so, something where somebody doesn't get pinned because I don't think they're going to pin Fale because they never pin Fale like often. Like he never yeah. gets pinned G1 tournaments unless it's like some big. So I think they probably going to go to some type of like outside interference where the club gets involved. Something like that along those lines. Up next, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr. This is going to be a good one, but I got Zack Sabre winning this. I think he's, well, I say he's a little bit more familiar with American viewers, but Sonata did wrestle for Impact, for TNA, for quite a while. I don't know how many people remember him from that, but yeah, you got Zack Sabre Jr. in there. I think he's got to win it. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Zack Sabre Jr. right there. Easy call. This is a big one. Kota Ibushi versus Kenta, and this... This is going to answer a lot of questions. If Kenta shits the bed here, that's bad news. Yeah, man, because I, I see a lot of people, they've been, you know, 
they 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 blame WWE or he he wasn't used properly. Well, I mean, to be fair to WWE, Ken Kenta had like a whole bunch of surgeries, man. Like he couldn't stay healthy for nothing. He, he couldn't stay healthy. A lot of people insinuated to me that he showed up not in shape, not mm. safe in the ring. Both sides of that didn't get what they thought they were going to get. I mean, look, he this is this is first go. Like you got the G one, you got Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi make anybody look good. So. Yep. I mean, if Kenta so you, don't show up, so you think yeah, Kenta yeah. wins this? Because I mean, it, it's you almost have to, right? Establish him out the gate. Yep. And I don't think it hurts Kota at all. Then we get Okada Tanahashi. I love that they went here for this this main event. You mm-hmm. could you could have a lot of people complain about what kind of card they put on, and do they have a lot of tag matches? Yeah, they do. But they have some real good G one matches here. And you can't go wrong with Okada versus Tanahashi on a goddamn access show. You can't go wrong with it. You, you know, a, a lot of people, they were calling for this match to happen like on the past U.S. shows that New Japan has done. Like, they wanted Okada and Tanahashi one-on-one. Never got it. Well, now you're getting it. <laughs> That's New Japan G1 uh, Dallas. Mr. Who Warren Hayes, go ahead. That match. I said, who do you think is winning that? Tanahashi. I think they go time limit draw, 30-minute time limit draw. Hey, that'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, Mr. Warren Hayes is reviewing that. Go follow him at Mr. Warren Hayes. Uh, He does so much good work for us. His 205 Live NXT UK review will be up on Friday this week, guys. But there is no better reviewer of those programs than Warren Hayes. You all got to check it out. Uh, I've been doing shows with him for about a year now, and he does incredible uh, despite his untimely internet passing, we've got a, just a wealth of super chats that say Warren Hayes question mark to 2019 gone but never forgotten. Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> predictions for Impact Slammiversary close to 200. Yes, we are going to make our predictions for Impact Slammiversary. I will be here Sunday, even though apparently Andrew, I do not cover Impact Wrestling. If you would, oh, believe. we you we, know we what. Don't interview impact wrestlers we don't do anything involving impact apparently. there's one website that interviews more impact wrestlers than us on the entire impact doesn't interview more impact wrestlers than us those are the facts i those speaking of facts. guys this week i had my new long form feature i didn't plug it this week killer cross go to the exclusive section i'm very proud of that that article uh very, very near and dear to my heart because of his style. But let's go ahead and get into it. Impact Slammiversary. First blood match, Killer Cross and Eddie Edwards. They want Eddie Edwards to be Tommy Dreamer 2.0 so bad. I don't know why, because Tommy Dreamer 1.0 is still working there. Man, I, I I honestly don't get what they're trying to do with Eddie Edwards, but I feel like he's about to win this match. I really do. Just, just how they've been uh, going with the storyline. I feel like, because I mean, the whole... Killer Cross trying to take away the kendo stick thing. And like, uh, I, I, I feel like they're going to have Eddie Edwards go over here. And you know what I think they, they almost need to do? They need to have a visual of Killer Cross bleeding from the head. Mm-hmm. Like that guy bleeding from his forehead, blood running down his face, crazy look on it. That, that's a, that, that can sell you some tickets in the future. Definitely. You, you, you want to know what I think they probably do have. What? Have a uh, killer cross beat uh, killer cross be the one bleeding, but he's the one that leaves the match like on top. 
even though yeah. he lost the match, like he's going to want to be the one to beat down Eddie Edwards. Up next, Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard. I think Tessa will find a way to win. That is their China. Only mm-hmm. I think that Tessa, no disrespect to China, Tessa is infinitely more talented in the ring. Tessa is definitely top three women's wrestlers in the world. She, she's up there just professional wrestlers in the world in general. Like She's really, really good. But I, I, wasn't she supposed to uh, take on Eli Drake at that United We Stand show? So here's what happened with that. They wanted her to face Moose. Mm-hmm. Moose said no. And given, hey, given Moose's history with domestic situations, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I don't know if that's what motivated it, by the way, because I'm pretty sure he's wrestled women since then. But I, I can't say that for sure. I don't want to say something that isn't true. But I get it. I get why he wouldn't want to do that considering that history. Then, without even asking Eli Drake, they advertised Tessa Blanchard versus Eli Drake. And he was like, well, I don't want to do this either. And do I agree with some of his points? Not really. Uh, But some of them I do, and it's his prerogative. Anyway, Moose is fighting Rob Van Dam on this show. Rob Van Dam has not had great work since he's been back. He told me, he told me straight up, hey, man, I'm back for the money. Yeah, I I saw that in a couple interviews. Rob Van Dam, he he ain't mixing it up about nothing. He's just saying, look, I'm back for the money. Impact has the money to pay me, so it is. Yeah, so uh, who do you got for Moose and Rob Van Dam, and who do you got for Sammy and Tessa? So for Sammy and Tessa, Tessa, she's been beating on the OBE members on TV, so I think she's going to. Uh, see, I, I don't know because Sa- Sammy Callahan, he really is like a real key piece in impact, and so is Tessa. Yeah, but, oh, that's a hard one, but I'm gonna say Tessa. I'm gonna say Tessa. I could see Tessa Blanchard versus Charlotte Flair. I could see it main eventing yeah. WrestleMania. Anger. Yeah, I think that those are those two women and Becky Lynch at this point scream winner almost more than any performer in wrestling. Tessa Blanchard. Everything she does looks like she's doing it to win a pro wrestling match, and I admire that. Taya Valkyrie defends against Sue Young, Rosemary, and Havoc. I do not like the whole Sue Young, Rosemary, or Havoc thing. So I hope Taya wins. I hope she emerges victorious here uh, because she has developed into just a really, really good performer for them, and I like that. I don't want the Knockouts Championship tied up in all that underworld horse shit that goes on. That's where it's going. Oh. That, is exactly, that is exactly where it's going. Oh, yeah, for uh, Moose and RVD. Oh, the way, do you know if RVD stand with Impact after this? Like, is, oh, is, this is it. Because I, 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 I think if, if he's not staying, I think they definitely going to have Moose win. Oh, I, I think Moose should win anyway. Moose should have been their champion last year. Big facts. Moose is literally modern day Monty Brown, a hot uh, pro wrestler that is has buzz and talent, has an athletic NFL background, can cut promos, uh, gets the crowd to chant friggin' Moose at him, and they're like, ah, no, 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 not yet, not yet. Oh, yeah, let's turn you heel when you should have won the championship. That's Monty dumb, Ball, man. Uh, he, he was in the first Monsters Ball match, wasn't he, with Abyss and Raven? One of them. One of them, Mon- I think Monty Brown should have been Monty Brown should have been the guy that carried Impact up until like 2010. Should have been. 
but they dropped the ball. Speaking of dropping the ball, LAX's contracts are up soon. They defend against the Rascals. Hey. They, uh, they, they're going to decide that this week is uh, Desmond versus Zach versus Trey, and the person who gets pinned doesn't go to Slammiversary to compete for the tag titles. For those unfamiliar, it's a three-man team. So the three yeah. teammates are facing each other. I love this. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a real good idea. That's creative. And you could always – it adds a little bit of turmoil to their group too. So, yeah. Adds yeah. stakes to a random match on, on Impact. I think the Rascals might win this just because of the contract status of LAX. I mean, that's a smart move. Like, if LAX hasn't resigned, you, you're not just going to keep the bells on them. Like, hey, hope you guys resign. You're still our champions. And to be honest with you, LAX is bulletproof in Impact Wrestling. They're, I would argue at this point – you could only say that maybe Beer Money and America's Most Wanted are maybe better tag teams all time in impact than this iteration of LAX. Isn't, it, isn't Conan on the creative team? Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> X Division Championship. Rich Swan defends against Johnny Impact. I'm really happy that Rich Swan is getting this spot after. His exit from WWE probably didn't go the way that it was supposed to or should have went, but I think he needs to beat Johnny Impact here too. Johnny Impact does not need this Impact X Division Championship. Rich Swan does need it, and I think yeah. he should win this. I do. I do think Rich Swan is going like he he does deserve to win. He should win, but I feel like they're going to give it to Johnny Impact. Oh like, yeah, they got a boner for Johnny Impact. I feel like they just going to give him the the title win. Main event time. Man, Brian Cage and Michael Elgin. This is going to have a lot of people feeling some kind of way. Uh, I think so Elgin's going to win. Yeah, man. Oh, I, I don't know if you saw it, but Moose he called out uh, Brian Cage on Twitter. I did. Brian Cage, Brian Cage like he, he he was talking about him going against Kenny Omega and AEW, and Brian, and Moose is like, "The hell are you worried about AEW?" Right, he, for? He, said, <laughs> he said, "Who gives a fuck? I don't care if we get this demonetized. We've got like a ton of super chats. Who cares?" <laughs> Jimmy's going to be yeah. thrilled. Um. Yeah, yeah he, he he called him out, and you know, was that uh, that thing about Brian Cage being backstage at Double or Nothing? That was legit, right? Yeah, he was there. Like he, I mean, he was supposed to wrestle. I mean, we like, saw him there all week. Oh, yeah, he was all around. But I mean, the thing is, man, somebody will fucking tag him in this. But he's a very nice, dude. But it seems like in these big matches, he gets blown up real quick, mm-hmm. and he got hurt last time around. Yeah, that, that that wasn't his fault, but I mean, yeah. yeah he, I mean, if he's he, blown he, up, maybe. I don't know. I don't know whose fault it was. He he does get tired in these matches, but I, I, I do think they're going to uh, get the title to Elgin right here. Yeah. Definitely. Charles Haskins, thank you for the super chat. He says, can you see Sarita and Rosita reuniting for a tag run? Sarah Stock, I think, is done in the ring. I, I don't think she'll be doing that anymore, uh, so I doubt it. Uh, guys, make sure you all follow Andrew at AD Thompson underscore underscore. Folks, it is a busy week next week. You got Evolve oh, yeah. 10th anniversary, Fight for the Fallen, and you got Extreme Rules. Wrestling is good. I love it, man. Guys, thank you all so much for your support. Uh, we are going to try to go live tomorrow with the list and your boy. Thank you all. So much. This is uh, overwhelming. It was generous, all that stuff. I'm blown away. I can't tell you how much this means to us. 
Hey, also, I appreciate the people who don't whine when Alex isn't on the show. You know how many comments we had about, we miss Alex today? Zero. Because you all don't miss Alex. You don't care about him. And that's okay. Because we'll care about him for you. Just like we care about each and every one of you. Andrew, what are you doing with those goddamn sunglasses? Drew Cassidy. We're out. (laughs) Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.